Welcome back everyone to the Triple A podcast. This is Akmal Shafiq uh, and with my brothers uh, Abdullah and Sha- Akmal Shami. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is our second episode uh, from uh, last week where we released our first debut episode called Pilot, of course. Uh, hopefully, we'll touch on lighter topics this time. And I don't know. I, we got fourteen. What do you call that? Fourteen uh, plays so far, <laughs> which is kind of pathetic, but it, it's good because we don't know who the rest of the seven are because we all of us played it at least twice. Yeah, this is something. Whoever you are, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, man, and uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. And we're back at the second episode of Triple A podcast. Uh, yeah, three guys trying to talk about big things. So this is our second episode, and we're gonna talk about education today. Education. So uh, who who was the one that suggested it? Uh, Shami, you wanna say something about education? I think <coughs> should we talk about the lack of talent. Yeah, sorry, lack of talent then. Uh, yeah, so for myself, uh, me, Abdullah, okay, um, so the, the reason I even start with, uh, actually have uh, two small business, lah. Uh, the reason why I even start with that is because it's, I couldn't secure any kind of career, lah. you know, despite um, many attempts uh, to go out there and, you know, to, to actually really start something and but the we have to understand where the problem even came from yeah it's uh, due to lack of qualifications you know some indication lah to to indicate to indicate your level of intelligence lah okay so there's not not enough paper so what, what happens is um you know you you go into the blue collar jobs and all these things but you know talking about this you, re- you realize ah uh, that the big companies they look for talent they look for um they they are trying to hire more people lah, but when you apply ah, you don't get the job and i think that the huge problem of unemployment lies in that area lah, basically yeah. which is which is talent which is yeah talent oh i think it's not talent i think it's more of identifying talent because when i was working in a certain company uh i saw people that would tell that could do the job that means they could uh, come up with good ideas how to manage resources how to plan things but they couldn't or, or sometimes i found is either they couldn't do it because of their so-called level or uh, grade that was set by the company grade meaning their rank lah in the company in the organization which was set by the very same thing that you said just now which is paper qualification and, and paper qualification although yes it has made things easier to identify who is suitable for the job but it doesn't identify talent necessarily yeah. it just identifies that you you have passed a certain examination and have a certain caliber of uh, ability but it, it not all the time that these abilities apply to the workplace yeah uh, okay i i we also like to set something straight uh, because the, the thing is that when you bring this up, um, you know, when you're sitting among colleagues and you try to get this message across, sometimes, you know, people perceive it differently or interpret this message differently. Um, yeah, so just to set something straight, uh, it's, it's actually really what I've seen out there. It's nothing like, you know, you, you see the other colleagues with qualifications doing well and you're not happy about it it's nothing like that okay because the, the thing is that when you for me lah especially when i go into any companies when i work for that company it's really you want to see that that company su- succeed lah. it's not just you know um it's not just about salary or getting things done that, that is what i would like to do lah. okay but the thing is that what I see out there is that when, you know, sometimes you see people coming up with projects that, that don't even make sense, that doesn't solve any problem, and it kind of, like, uh, it's a waste of resources. Lah. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing, because 
that's how the company evaluates your performance. So as long as you do a project, it doesn't really have to make sense. You just under your belt that you did a project. I, I've seen stupid ideas. I've seen <laughs> stupid ideas suggested by people like, for example, you know, those seats at the train stations. And then somebody just goes, okay, I think it's a good idea to put reflective tape so that people don't walk into seats. Which is stupid because seats are meant to be sat on, not walked towards. I, I, I don't know. I, I just find that. And, and it's an idea. It's a legit idea. It's published. And then everyone goes like, wow, look, this is a accomplishment by this staff. Um, hooray, I guess. I don't know. Then he gets a award or something. <laughs> so it just becomes a paper exercise. And and it comes back to the the the, the gap where it's a problem. How can I identify someone that works well? Do I see it? Like, I think there are other ways to assess someone's ability, you know? Like, interviews are good to test someone under pressure, I, I, I think. But I've heard that, like, for many locals back in Melbourne, like, they, <clears throat> a lot of them get jobs through, like, sitting with potential employers, you know? Actually, like, sitting face-to-face and just talking. You mean outside of the interview, getting to know them? Yeah, no. Um... Or hanging out with them. Yeah, it's not exactly. It's like they somehow connect some somewhere. It's or, like a and then, pre-interview phase. Yeah, I, I think so. Wait, and okay. There's I a difference here a because my, 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 my question is, is it a pre-interview or is it really just hanging no, out? No, think about it. Do Singapore have any of this kind of uh, workflow function like where you actually have informal meetups with potential employers okay. and then... So how it goes in Melbourne is that a lot of the times they have uh, sessions they have uh, networking events and it's really being pushed out a lot I feel the way I see it is a lot of it is very much like published out there like oh there's an event amongst say um, individuals interested in the food industry something like that and then like people are coming they have like uh, definitely there's a speaker there's a talk but apart from that there'll be a session and this applies to all industry most, most that I know, like most of the major yeah, ones. Yeah, but I, I uh, usually like tech. Mm. Tech industry. A lot of the time, yeah. Tech industry. What's the tech like, industry? Like, like, like IT stuff. La. Oh, tech. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing because I don't think it applies to all industries because, I mean, you can't say because Melbourne does it, it applies to everywhere else. But I, that's, I why, that's, that's why I'm questioning. Like, the point does, is, does Singapore have any you they know, have informal sessions where people yeah. can actually so, look to identify someone who is interested in a certain field and yes. from there develop Singapore yeah. 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 it's called a job fair yeah, I don't know about that I mean yeah. I, it, I, okay I've been to job fairs okay mm-hmm. but I um, still it's about I think it's always about their okay which is reasonable it's about their needs mm. okay um, but the thing is that the way I see it because the okay, I went in uh, to job fairs to apply for jobs. Um, it's really to as a person of value, lah. Okay, because I believe that these companies have problems that they need to solve. So you come in as a person, um, you know, with your resourcefulness, with your knowledge, and all this. But you know, you do not have some um some kind of proof. And you were not even given the, the the chance or opportunity to prove yourself to them, so yeah, of course that there there will be um, it's can it can be troublesome to identify talents lah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's not something tangible. That's the problem with talent because it's not something quantifiable. It's something that people see when you are already inside the organization. Yeah, yeah. And then even if you are inside. Uh, certain red tape like uh, your qualification, your all, all these are the things that barriers to to declare someone that is talented. Because, like I said, uh, the 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 example previously was the staff was actually a management in retail, came over to maintenance just mm-hmm. because he doesn't have a qualification in maintenance. Mm-hmm. They decide that he's a certain level of uh, competency. competency means. Uh, they just value him at a certain level of uh, job skills. So, you see, now it comes a point where 
I feel he's using it against me because when when I'm <laughs> I, I task him to do I said I know you can do because we are quite I think we're the closest in the organization and then I I see that look I know you can do this okay but I said uh, his his answer was just very simple look I'm a technical uh, something two level two or level one okay, there are right other people yeah they are rank like whatever rank it is like just I'm rank A. Okay, someone's rank higher, uh, rank higher than me, which is rank C or rank mm-hmm. D. He's the one who's supposed to do it, not me. Why, why do I get a lesser pay, do more jobs, and then assign more things when it's not fair? Is I'm not being paid uh, equally to it, lah. So, although it is disappointing, it, I found it fair, a fair answer, lah. Because, and and our topic, we we came up with this because. Somehow each of us have a certain um, unhappiness with or, or certain uh, curiousness, a question, why is, does it work like this? Why does yeah. it work in such a way where we, we can't value someone by really... I, I think it comes down to how you monitor. It's not always that, that simple. Lah. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's always simple. not that simple. There's so many factors to it yeah. also. But uh, at least there has to be some way to promote a culture where we... We value people that put in the extra amount. Yeah, because the, the thing is that not, not everyone is the same. They come in as different people with different kind of talent, different kind of value that they can offer. Yeah, and then, you know, yeah, of course, uh, what, what you mentioned earlier, that, that feeling of unfairness. And yeah, sometimes, you know, as a employee, uh, you, you don't feel appreciated. Uh. Mm. Yeah, and that's the root of the problem also. Because being unappreciated means you feel you are not being appraised, being valued uh, equal to what you have given to the company. So I think for Shami is more of breaking into the industry. Mm. Uh, the culture in Australia is very interesting. I think, uh, and I think what I feel right. Is job fairs were created to have something similar or parallel, mm. but it became it became something else. It's an interesting like step, you know, this kind of job fairs and all that. Yeah. But sometimes you have to question the practicality of some of the like the methods. Yeah, correct. If if you fairs. see if, like what Abdullah said just now, if it becomes just the same questions that what you evaluate during uh I don't know when someone submits their resume online, mm. you why know, waste your time setting up a booth? Just do online yeah. I think a lot of the problem comes in like, okay, I don't know how companies, like, they how, how they get their staff, their employees and all that, but um, like in the past when I do events, when I run events, when I get people to like work with me to help me get something up, the thing that I look for is uh, more of like whether I can help develop this person, you know, whether this person is able to be molded into someone who understands what's required for the task rather than whether he has the prerequisite to complete something. Yeah, because you look so, at the values. Right, because no matter how um, qualified someone is, I feel like if you can't do what I want, then there's no fucking point for you to be <laughs> in my team. Yeah. You know, And I think this kind of approach should be more widespread yeah a lot of the times people uh get in and out of jobs it's like i've worked okay i i i worked somewhere before where there was a much senior person there and we're always talking behind this fucker's back because it seems like he's not doing shit and yeah. then like the one time we actually like sat together like everyone in the in that workplace talked about him um he they actually questioned his uh like competency after that, you know, and then that led to him getting eventually fired. All right, let me step yeah. in. Let me defend his position. <laughs> okay, it sounds pretty fucking similar <laughs> to what I faced. But what happened? So so I I feel like is he didn't start off that way. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was someone that just like any other young person had an aspiration, had okay. a certain goal. I mean, this guy is like pretty fucking old. I bet. Yeah, I mean, you never know. You never know. I'm just saying, I'm just being the devil's advocate. Okay? I just want to say what uh, what could have happened because 
you see the framework that we have like what all of us have shared right mm-hmm. is there is certain fixed uh, way to evaluate someone mm-hmm. it's either it's paper qualification or or some uh, project or <laughs> whatever lah. Mm-hmm. so so these things are the one that uh, show someone's value to the company instead of the direct superior really knowing okay sitting down taking the time to find out who is on my team yeah right. so so this guy could have started off with with a very high ambition when you set someone with high ambitions inside this type of system where his 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 effort could possibly not be acknowledged could mm-hmm. possibly not be i think yeah i think you're right on that regard because i think what really like hit him hard was the age of technology and he can't use computer at all he can't do things like okay. so every time that he has a task to be done that's like computer related he'll just say uh okay i'll do it i'll do it later <laughs> the later we ask oh, uh so have you done this or not um yeah yeah i'll do it later. you know it's just like <laughs> you know, like do it if you need help just fucking ask for help then yeah. i'm here but um yeah i think it's a bit of pride so you know you started out somewhere you have certain goal and you've been going at it and then like Like for me, I'm very simple. The job is there. You do the job. That's it. So as long as the job's not done, I'm gonna fucking bug you about it. I'm gonna be like, uh, what about this? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, but so. that's that's the thing because the culture of putting extra effort versus the convenient uh, way. The thing we... is, this guy is competent, but he the problem with him is the attitude is a bit there's some something wrong there. Yeah, I mean, I think my whole point of defending him is because I, I think he possibly could be jaded. Disappointment over many years plus technological Which explains advancement. Why he wasn't that like you know affected about living like that. So I, I believe like you know probably somewhere you know he always wanted to live but yeah. he just needed a little push but fuck you're wasting people's time that way, you know. But hey, at least I didn't live when I was like 62, you know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So, so, but it comes back to education because the way we are taught, the way we are brought up, mm, is all just just getting things done. I think, I think. Yeah, but not just that. You see, getting things done is good because sometimes you have to think out of the box. But this is getting things done within the framework, and and getting everything, getting all the fucking boxes ticked. You know, and then that yeah, then. Yeah, it's more of that. Like the getting boxes yeah, you, rather than like you can get the answer, but you, if you didn't tick all the boxes, then you're just like, oh look, just uh, you got the answer, but this is not the way I want it to be, and that is why I feel mad. I don't understand why we need to use each this method this way, and then every time I ask you, no, this is this is just how you do it. No, why? That's, why that's do you do it like yeah. that? You know, so so that that is the problem. There's no, I think there's a lot of like problems or issues uh, prevalent in the. The university education, I feel okay. like I don't know. Back there, uh, when Never I was studying, there. yeah, <laughs> okay, no, I think that a lot of the issue was with mindset. You know, Same. mindset of people. So um, it's really like just about getting things done, yeah, understanding. I don't know. That's how I feel. A lot of people like. Hey, I I think the one is everywhere lah. That's true. Because I okay, I, I went back to IT yeah at twenty mm. years old right. Then you met the younger people. Um, and the not so younger people somewhere close to your age, mm-hmm. they you know when okay like I kind of miss something that the lecturer talk about and then you know I turn to the back and ask hey why ah this is like this I don't know the teacher say one <laughs> the fuck does that mean sir is that I was that boy that answered him last time <laughs> but not that time I mean I was once like someone really senior <laughs> like he went to work and came back to take a, a diploma and then. When you ask me, I was like, ah man, I don't know. I think the teacher just said that. Mm-hmm. But you see, the the difference is right. And then we he just asked me, maybe we should find out why. I think that also sparked mm-hmm. my interest. Okay, that's interesting. Someone just wants to know why, and at least I'm not alone. So let's find out. And we found we we tried to understand the lecture. So after that lecture, we we always sat in front. Mm-hmm. Even though I might not always be in class, but if I am <laughs> in class. I'll see you in front. <laughs> yeah. So then, then it came became the it became an interest because whenever we sit down, we we try to find out why instead of what is in the exam mm. or how do I answer this. Mm. So 
then, sometimes a lot of the problem comes in like you don't understand why they're doing something i don't understand why i'm studying this and then it becomes a problem to me because like for me i feel like I have, there. There. okay that's one thing but at the same time there's no point like you know you go you go to some uni and then you end up being like after everything <laughs> I, don't know, study, I don't know what i did <laughs> you know fuck that i like okay i think a lot of problem is that there's no value in in in, in learning you know it's not that there's there's no good content up on the like things that they teach and anything like it's not that it's is that we we somehow somewhere along the way we lost the value of actually learning and understanding something you know the problem is that we don't you don't understand what we understand what we're trying to learn yeah but like i said if it boils down to how we quantify how much it does someone know mm. because we honestly can't i think it's that. not that hard to like figure out if someone knows something you know You go up to someone and say like, uh, do you know what is so and so term? Okay, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of like how that's. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, but to me, I think there's there's so much more than like picking out an answer from a textbook and you know that's the answer. That's not it. Basically, if you understand the concept, doesn't matter whether you explain in terms of sticks and stones or something. As long as you get that concept right, that means you're learning. You know, right. you don't have to tell me in like beautiful words or anything. What? But I I think it ultimately leads to economy. Because when you have so many people that can understand the concept, mm-hmm. and then it comes to the point where okay, I need to limit uh, this competition and make it yeah and grade it because then it shows everyone understands the basics of it. But how much do you know the in-depth detail? And then I'm gonna how I'm gonna evaluate that? Then it comes yeah. to the basics of why very, exams were created. Yeah. So, but I I don't think that it's it's wrong to say that. Uh, we need to okay, really picture fit. picture this. Instead of tests with papers and pens, yeah, uh, you sit in a booth, and t- okay, this is a bit harder, but like, you sit somewhere where someone can hear you but don't see your face, but you get to explain what you know about something. <laughs> the interpretation, ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As long as you like. Yeah, I had that in Japanese school. Just interesting. Like, mm. It's called oral. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Okay, but the problem with oral. The problem with oral is that it's a lot like a job interview, and what happens is that it messes up with your psyche. When you see someone in front of you that expects an answer from you, you get fucked up. Like you get yeah. like worried and shit. But you take that away. Take that away. Make it a phone call or something. I don't know, man. Just put. Okay, but oral is for what actually? Your ability to describe your ideas in yeah. your mind. Yeah. How I you think convey yourself because you might have something in mm. you might understand something, but you don't know how to convey. It's not how much you know. Because oral doesn't ask you mm. concepts. Oral, there's no right or wrong, but it's just the way how express. you express. I think. Really You're talking about the GCE whatever level, lah. Yeah, lah. Those primary school, secondary yeah, school, yeah, oral. Yeah. So they want to train you to articulate yourself, how to explain, how to talk, how to Language. convey, convey your what language is. It's just expression think, of what is in your mind. I think la. it's also much, especially if with okay, like younger then. younger students, right. It's also to figure out whether like this person has any problems speaking, yeah. stuttering, issues with speech, expressing speech, yeah, speech. Maybe yeah. there's a there's a bit of that in 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 this kind of assessment. But I think mainly it's also uh, basically. You see, I think you can read down like okay, like we should come to a middle ground from this uh very paper based examination based evaluation versus like what you're mm-hmm. proposing is a concept driven. Yeah. Uh, interview. Because to me, that's how you can tell whether someone knows something. Correct. So and I think you know where you should something. start. You should start before you admit inside. During admission, right? Okay. At, uh, the problem with that is like. Um, you can smoke your way through. No. Is the no, difficulty? You can. <laughs> the, the difficulty in 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 facilitating something like that. There's a lot of manpower. There's a lot of like. Yeah. Administration yeah, to go through. Is, yeah. Uh, So people are like, you know, just show yeah, me something. And then exactly, but that was an issue maybe what ten years, twenty years ago. Now we can just turn on the freaking laptop. Oh, business In- idea. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, <laughs> because to without, but but then you see the this is more to uh, I don't know whose interest it it it, uh, it promotes uh, to do this type of interview because. 
the university is running like a business already mm. instead of an academic no, okay i imagine i imagine in a like futuristic era people instead of like going to unis they do this thing where they show qualifications that i was you know this person's mentee and this person is my mentor i don't know like imagine um yeah but uh, then you don't have to go forward unclustered uh, institutions yeah you don't have to go forward that is backwards actually yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what i mean okay Because i mean last time there was a practice me, master. university was yeah. just like somewhere where they have a professor and all the undergraduates were just apprentices mm. they learn the trade of whatever yeah i understand do. that i mean like I, i i don't know about alexander and he was um, not university no <laughs> what's the what's the hotel Is it Aristotle? Cleopatra. No. Socrates. No, 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 Aristotle. I think it was Aristotle's like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh? Like if you're a master, apprentice, I don't know, man. Like some, he like, yeah, Aristotle is a mentor. Yeah, every ruler had a philosopher. Yeah, as a mentor, as, as, a, mentor. as a teacher, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the way I see the world, like, it's only natural for things to go in a cycle, right? Like, everything that is built up has to be revert back some, sometime. Because I think that's progress. Like, the constant reversion of things going in cycles. So maybe, yeah, I like how paradoxical that sounds. And yeah. When you revert, it's still progress. Yeah. But that is sometimes true. Lah. That is sometimes true. But, you know, who knows? Like, maybe, maybe it's a silly idea. Maybe it's a futuristic uh, concept. But yeah, it will be an eventual outcome if people value... Think about it. If like, Elon Musk had like three students under him, then they go around somewhere to find out and say... Uh, uh, Elon Musk my teacher. Yeah, hey, like, hey, bro. Because Elon I Musk, win, you know? that's a good example. Because you know, Elon Musk doesn't send his children to well, homeschool. He homeschools yeah, yeah. Huh. He homeschool. because of this exact problem. Because oh. he finds the education system is flawed. Yes. Well, I think one, one of his quote is he said what don't confuse between uh school and education something like that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's so, a, so, that's deep. So I guess we're not alone in this uh, identifying education as a flaw. It is even people. Let's all be Elon Musk. <laughs> uh, we wish lah. Uh, I don't want to lose my son. <laughs> <laughs> no lah, not like that lah. Uh, I don't know. I, Or maybe I, yeah, you know, you never know. There might be. Maybe a that's how he got so smart. Maybe a sacrifice. <laughs> oh shit, man! No way. Sometimes, sometimes I want. I wonder, no, why didn't like Philip teach Alexander? I mean, he's like father and son. But maybe there's a issue with conflict of interest there. Maybe that's why they sent to. Someone to Twitter. Yeah, bro. It's not the same. Like, when you look at your son, you, when you teach your son, right, it's not the same as when someone else teaches your son because they don't have that, 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 uh, that prejudice, that barrier. So, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, education, what else do you think is the problem? I think a lot of people will say that teachers. I think, okay, um, Currently, with education, is people are trying to solve uh, a lot of problems in, in at school mm. about education because I think they start to realize that uh, yes, the, the problem actually uh, came about from um, started at school lah. Mm. Okay, the when when people are searching for talent and all that, and they actually realize that you know people are just about um, somewhat lah, capably about getting things done rather than you know. Getting, getting it, ah, uh, like you know, trying to solve a problem. So, and then they they kind of like narrow it down to oh, this is a, where the problem started because at school it was just about, um, you know, getting the homework done, do as you are told, yeah. So yeah, uh, that that's our take on education. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Stay tuned. We'll come back to the next segment of the show. That has been Triple A Podcast. Hi everyone, this is Triple A Podcast, one-stop station to make you go ah ah ah. Right, this segment is called Things That Happen in Singapore Today. So. Things that happened in Singapore today on the 20th of February. Let's read the headlines here. Nian City cordons off office floor after DBS worker infected. Not so funny there. Yeah, Next. <laughs> Not very funny. 
Uh, okay, so tranquil Thailand's gun culture in spotlight after shooting sprees. Okay, I don't even know what the fuck that means. Tranquil Thailand's gun culture. Oh, this. It was about this this Thai guy. He went on a shooting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He shoot like people at the malls. No, I heard he like shot his superior something like that. Then after that, he decided like he was in you know, the army, the is it? I think oh, so. Shit. So he shot his boss. Yeah, then he like went to. On a shooting spear, yeah. shot oh. everyone. I mean, I, I don't know why is it so hard to figure out. Just don't let civilians have guns. <laughs> yeah, that's it, you know? <laughs> Every country that allows civilians to have guns... Wait, is it a civilian in the first place? I'm pretty sure it's not, dude. Why would a civilian have a gun in... I mean, okay, I know some, like, gangsters or something. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Alright, okay, let's get into this one. This one looks interesting. So... <laughs> the first thing I read is guns are idolized as symbols of power and privilege as they are expensive and not easy to legally obtain. <laughs> okay, so okay. civilians can get guns. So comes to my point, just ban guns and control rounds, you know, control those ammunition and you won't have this problem. Ban guns and control rounds. Why would people need rounds without guns? Ban guns and control ammunition very tightly in, I don't know, the army. Armory. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the uniform groups itself that have it. Lah. I, I, that's what I think. So, okay, in this article, it's interesting. It says Thailand had 1,034 gun homicides in 2016. 1,004 gun homicides in 2016. Down from 2,234 in 2012. Okay, down in half. But still, you know, 1,000 people died. I wonder how many in the US. Okay, get this. Malaysia counted four. Well, it, it means it's the first time Malaysia is first in something lah. You know? Philippines had more than 7,000 in 2011. Yeah, so that that happened in February. So next article. Not so interesting. Okay. Women, women find $6,000 for failing to declare more than $135,000 in cash while living in Singapore. Alright, this is, this is uh, like so Singapore. The best way to solve something is just to, you know, Pay more. Confirm. This is confirmed, auntie. <laughs> carrying that much cash, you fucking worry about losing your money somehow. I think that's what led to this. Wait, you'll find 6,000 for having 135,000. Okay, what do you What's think? What's the maximum? Abdullah, what do you think this is about? What do you think this is about? I actually don't even know why you need to declare. Like, in the first <laughs> I think they worry about like those illegal... Uh, Okay, like you want to know why they want to do Yeah, Because you might either be bringing that amount of cash to buy drugs, buy illegal stuff, or you are doing money laundering. Yeah, yeah or like fucking up the economy somehow. Or they, they just get like you would break any kind of laws. Or, like, yeah, because know. okay, because no auntie that is not involved <laughs> in anything illegal <laughs> just decides, I think I'm going Thailand today. Let's bring 135,000 just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Scan <laughs> not enough. Uh. <laughs> it has a relative there or something. I don't know. Yeah, bro. 135,000. No, but... Okay. 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 I think they could change... They could change the headline. You know? Woman brings 129,000. No, 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 no. Listen. This is, this is the straight time. <laughs> this is the straight times. And because it's from Singapore, the focus is the fine. Ah, okay, okay. Woman finds 6,000. Which obviously she can pay because she has 135,000 in cash. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Let, like this movie. is an interesting article. Let's have a look what it is about. Okay, so here it says a 62-year-old woman was fined six thousand dollars on Wednesday for failing to declare that she was carrying more than one hundred and thirty-five thousand in cash while attempting to leave Singapore. Did you say more than one hundred thirty-five thousand? Wow, bro. Can I have oh, some? Australian <laughs> okay, if this is an auntie going to Australia carrying that amount of money, is confirmed <laughs> for the child. <laughs> Come for the child. What child? Okay, fucking studying there or something. <laughs> like, oh no, my kid might not have enough to eat. I mean, it's that's a little old to have a child, man. 62 years old. Holy shit, man. So, she was convicted under the Corruption, Drug Trafficking and Other Serious Crimes Computation <laughs> of Benefits Act and fined $6,000, which is still retarded oh, to so me. Also, the max is 20k. And then you find someone 6000 so it's still okay, but if you declare you you're well, still bringing more than so it's like you're taxing them for being 135,000 yeah. that's it 
So so like what I want to know right now. Wait, what I want to know right now, right? She's fine six thousand. She has hundred and thirty five thousand. So she's just going over with what hundred and thirty nine thousand. Yeah, that's why I said they should change the headline to "Woman brings hundred twenty nine thousand overseas." That's all. That's all that happened. No, this is this is Singapore. Okay, we have nothing going on that we have to put this in the headlines. <laughs> okay, the last article. Let's find an interesting one. <laughs> this looks fun. What's it? Uh, I don't know if I want to get into that. <laughs> I think recently you have like budget, budget twenty twenty. That that should be like a headline. I don't know why it's not. It is. It, it is. was probably, just yesterday. Okay, let's let's find out. I I don't. You want to look for that? I'm trying to. It's not showing up. Yeah. Okay. Budget twenty twenty. This is good. Hmm. Opposition parties welcome putting off GST hike. But questions is necessity. Wait, there's another GST. No, hike? they didn't hike GST. Did. From they what I hike. know, um, individuals above twenty one are getting some payoff. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, depending on your income, you either get three hundred, two hundred, or one hundred dollars. And that's the main thing I look at because that's the most relevant to me. <laughs> I think okay. some some of us are getting um, subsid- subsidized. Uh, living expenses or something okay. like that, um, and the GST. I think I don't think there was a hike. I don't know. I I mean, from a layman's point of view, it's just another money package lah. They they give every year. I I don't see that how yeah. special this is lah. And the amount is just three hundred is the same as like how much we be given. No, a lot of them were like speculating. Would they be like having any new budget that affects property market or something? But I don't. Doesn't seem like it. Yeah, um, not everything revolves around property. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Five people arrested, suspected of running face mask scams on campus. <laughs> <laughs> face mask <coughs> yeah, for the virus. Hey man, I just saw this on Facebook too. Yeah. Somebody oh, was. Why scam, this. bro? Okay, no, bro. It's the perfect scam because everyone wants it. Yeah. And then you can get people to transfer first, and then you just disappear. It's the perfect scam. Bro. That's not because people uh it's it's too easy to to give money nowadays. So easy to to transfer to pay now pay lah. Don't know pay what <laughs> next. So many methods and then people are just capitalizing on the opportunity. Uh, there's a fear, there's an opportunity, there's a resource that they want, and you know make money. It used to be girls uh, They used to you know. Wait, April is doing something. No. Yeah, so don't let your cats eat plastic. <laughs> that has been, uh, you know, things that happened in Singapore in on February, uh, 20th February, 2020. Hey, wait, that's a cool, that's a cool date. Eh? Hmm. <laughs> 2020. 2020. Okay, yeah. Triple A podcast. So uh, we are currently recording from Norway uh, because everyone's starting to wear jackets somehow. I don't know why. No way. Like Abdullah no is wearing this. Um, I don't know. There's there's fur shit on the jacket. Okay, there's fur shit on the jacket, which I don't even know why we have that. Why do we have it in in this room? Who's is it? Melbourne, right? Okay. So, so ironic. Melbourne does not burn. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Come to the open mic set, uh, Mary Lion, to try your jokes. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Um, so I was just wondering, uh, what kind of music do you guys listen to? Like Shami, what, what what music do you listen to? You guys, you guys remember singing the uh, school song? <laughs> That's I remember. music. Okay, but I mean, more seriously, what what kind of what kind of music do you guys listen to? What kind of songs do you guys like? Like Abdullah, what what songs do you listen to? Hey, sometimes ah, sometimes I feel the mood. Yeah, it depends ah, because okay, the thing is that my mother listens to dangdut. 
than not Bollywood. Eh, uh, eh, uh. Yeah, it's like we saw the actually. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, I get the feel. Eh? Yeah, she. Okay, the the radio is on twenty four hours. Mm. You listen to like any kind of song that's on different. Uh, yeah, I don't oh, know. Right. It's, it's it kind of just. You were rubber for you, I guess. Huh? <laughs> it will, it will. It's, it's influenza. Yeah. Rubbing off on you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. Rub one off. Yes. So so. Rubbing one off. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any preference, lah. Basically, whatever is on my phone, right? In my playlist, it's like any kind of genres. Where where do you get it from, though? Like. Uh. You just like think movies okay, from movies. Uh, from. Soundtracks, ah. Uh. Mm. Soundtracks. Yeah, sometimes I just listen to something that you know when you, you take grab from one place to another, then you just hey, this song very nice, ah. Uh. Then you turn on an app okay. to find out what yeah, song is yeah, there. Fucking Shazam, that shit. You know, back then, ah, uh, you you type in the lyrics, you know, but now. <laughs> I still do. Yeah, I still do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can't trust Shazam. Okay. <laughs> what kind of songs like do you vibe with? You know, songs like uh, soul R and B. Reggae. <laughs> used to think, yeah, think only it was once it was a phase. Yeah, but like, you never seen it before. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> it was a phase. Everyone went through that, you know. So obviously, this guy's a soulful fella. I think for me personally, I, 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 I like to venture in some unique genres. I feel I call it unique. Like, you can call me weird. I listen to like fucking folk songs. I love it, man. Yeah, it's uh, all sort of. Okay. Now I I listen some to some are just like racist. Uh. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. Oh shit, dude! I listen to weird song. Okay, Brian Fallon is a good. Yeah, I wouldn't even call him like he's probably a modern rock, folk rock shit. Um, there's this uh, there's this artist. Uh, she's a girl. I can't remember. Um, Miley Cyrus. No, no, no. <laughs> Fuck, man. Hey, do it. But Miley Cyrus does a good cover for a Bob Dylan song. Yeah. I think this. Nice. Um, oh, there's this song Ring Dang Do. Oh my god, dude! I I heard that song on uh, Red Dead, oh. so I was like, oh, interesting. I I actually found a song on Spotify. I'm like, fuck, dude, this song is Spotify so interesting. You know, they fucking reflect a whole fucking culture through that song. And eh? like, yeah, the song is basically about a girl who got thrown into a life of prostitution. <laughs> but they sing it so <laughs> so funky, so merrily that you'll be like, what the fuck? I'm so happy about this, man. Okay, wait, let me get this straight. You find that a girl thrown into prostitution reflects society. That society? At least it tells me something about like the white people in the era. I mean, yeah. in the in the era of like Red Dead, for example. Pretty it's much like, all prostitutes. What, what era is that? Fucking <laughs> guns and cowboys and shit. How old is that? I don't know. It's, it's interestingly enough, there's not even there's like maybe hundred years ago. Yeah, and then so like I I usually like my go-to songs are more of the underground scene, like alternative songs, rock songs, indie, yeah. indie, indie yeah. sometimes. Uh, for, I think one case awesome. Yeah, yeah. The okay, you see these kinds of uh songs that actually get me are usually like based on the lyrics. So I like to delve into like, the lyrics and what they mean. What um certain songs have uh underlying behind like their unique words and I know Alex Turner does it super well. There's this song he does on his like a solo album for this uh film called Submarine. It's an indie film, but it's fucking awesome. You guys should check it out. Um, he does a song called um It's Hard to Get Around the Wind. So that's the title, and then the lyrics of it is like so fucking deep. Like you don't understand what it's about. Um. I think one part he goes, uh, if you keep peppering the pill, you find it like hard to swallow. Something like that, something like along those lines. So like you think about it, why would someone pepper a pill? You know how a pill is like fucking bitter. Yeah. You're peppering it. What what is the intention? It's the fucking season that shit so that it tastes better to swallow. So in a sense, it's trying to say it's like, like those kind of Bob Dylan. Yeah, a lot of it. Um, I mean, it just depends on what pills it is, lah. If it's sleeping pills, it's great. Yeah, but I mean, even though, will you actually like you know let it like dissolve in your tongue and like taste the bitterness? Some people don't. So I think it's more trying to reflect about how we lie to ourselves so that we can accept certain truths. So that's the that's the thick message you want to send. But he, bro. yeah, he you know uses words like this to right. actually. And you know the funny part about this is that I met a friend, um, in uni, and like she doesn't 
listens to lyrics at all. Oh which is a total opposite of me. Like, for me, like, I delve into lyrics so deeply to like, you know, sometimes I go mad about it. But, you know, like, I will go to songs and like, oh, I this song is talking. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Okay, I'm, but... I'm just surprised and uh, impressed that you can uh, catch the lyrics. No, I know. I know our mom does it. Like, on, oh, until yeah, some, yeah. You know, like, she actually like listens to lyrics. I think that's something I got from her because... Uh, some like some of the intro of this kind of like methods to understand what lies behind certain words comes from her. But um, I was actually exposed to this kind of like enjoyment of music in secondary school. And that period, I was like on with like Arctic Monkeys songs and like uh, very interesting British uh, mm-hmm. rock indie songs. But I think what gets me most of the time up till now is sometimes the lyrics. Like, yeah, isn't this just enjoyment of lyrics then? I think Let's so. Let's just change the segment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, okay, but <laughs> I, I wanna, okay, I wanna talk about like music as well. Like, am I the only guy in this room? I don't know. I could uh, be. I, I okay. I, I started off with just like you know, listening to music. Mm. You know, it's all fun, and then you get to play this music on instruments, mm. musical instruments, people to jamming and all this stuff, and then, um. There was, there was this point where I felt like it's pointless. Like, why the fuck am I even saying something I don't understand? Yeah. And then <clears throat> I kind of go into the lyrics after so that. Like, what's the, the song about? Because sometimes even the lyrics don't make sense. Because mm-hmm. it was too. But sometimes it's direct, and sometimes yeah, like sometimes it makes really... sense. That's why you relate to it, and that's why you like it. Yeah. But sometimes it doesn't, yeah. And then more, more and more, you know, as as you grow up, uh, more songs become more relatable to you. Mm. Yeah, okay, there's another song that pops into mind again uh, by Ati Monkeys. Uh, I think it's uh, Suck It and See. Okay, Suck It and See, it's about, mm. from my interpretation, about. Yeah, it's about trying something new. Mm. Okay, like, in the scenario of the song, right, it seems very clear that... <laughs> it seems very clear that the, it's very clear what it's about. the singer is trying to ask the girl, you know, suck my dick and see how it feels. Then you'll find out. But I think what's underlying behind that is actually is trying to tell me at least what there I interpret go. is, um, you know, do something new and then you know if you don't try, you won't fucking know. You don't fucking like shoot for the stars. You won't land somewhere you wanna be. Something like that. And yeah, there's a lot of this kind of like lyrics prevalent in like a lot of older songs compared to now you know but you know like, like i said i have friends who like mm. listen solely for like oh this is a funky beat i like yeah. it so this is my song <laughs> yeah, right, so yeah. So can you okay if that's the case like can you explain like what goes through like why you like certain songs mm. or something like, what i think, think for me personally my preference is i've never like set or slow songs mm. i would say Shit. total opposite of me. yeah because i don't know i feel like it just puts me in a very bad mood mm-hmm. although i know some people listen to those kind of songs to release those type of like emotions yeah. right but for me i don't i i would prefer to avoid feeling that way so you listen to upbeat, be uplifted yeah or... upbeat songs fast songs but lately i've been gravitating towards more like i would say chill songs mm-hmm. soul r&b mm-hmm. yeah, yeah more to that uh, like and, sweater weather that kind of thing maybe. Uh, it, that's a nice song but i feel mm-hmm. it's a bit too over yeah. Uh, okay, that's one thing I don't like. So when songs yeah. get overplayed, Fuck but that's me. a nice song, like, Honestly, yeah. like I, I I checked out that song like I think months after like it was so hyped up because I didn't want to like listen uh-huh. to what everyone's listening right. to, right? So yeah, see, I have that same problem. So like yeah. you know, the popularity of a song can turn me off sometimes because. I feel like people lose value in a song. Yeah, Fuck, man. Yeah. Oh, I know. So you guys are basically song. hipsters of No, no, okay. I mean... I don't know, man. You can call me you, that, yeah, but you I identify as myself as a, you know, like... But... More poetic kind of person. I feel like I, I want think, to read between yeah, the Yeah, okay, that's true. Uh, but for your point about, like, seeing how, like, you go crazy, like, overanalyzing the lyrics, kind of, I feel like, mm-hmm. like Okay, but actually, some of my friends enjoy it. You know, I have is a friend it? like who like. But you share you. Know, you. I, I've, I've, your... I've had this discussion with you over yeah. like an Arctic Monkey song. Like I think Madi Bam. Ah. I think we like we did we had a mini argument about what the song was about yeah. like back then. Ah, but then yeah. then I realized like you know okay so I think because after okay I got I got into K-pop mm. right and I you all know that I really like K-pop and then um. I don't just listen to pop songs under like the Korean song section. I like listen to some like ah, they call okay, it like indie, indie songs or hip hop. And then yeah, sometimes I think like I used to 
want to know the meaning of each songs. Mm. But then I realized like sometimes, um, especially for Korean songs, the meaning gets lost in translation, you know, like... Yeah, yeah, but when you direct translate, sometimes it doesn't Sometimes convey. it doesn't make sense, or, uh-huh. you know, yeah. So, I think after, like, being too deep into, like, this Korean songs thing, right, like, I felt like, you know, I should just enjoy the music. Like, <laughs> there's really, don't have to stress yourself over this kind of thing. So, I think that mindset kind of stuck to me until now. Yeah, it, it goes the same for, like, English songs also. Now, I just listen to, like, to just enjoy, to feel the music, right, instead of just, like, overanalyzing the lyrics. Honestly, like, apart from Arctic Monkeys, I feel like Fall Out Boy does it super well. I think you know, for me, Pete Penny Wentz, at the disco, though. I don't know about Penny, uh, but... Okay, because maybe if, you, yeah, maybe if you tell me the parts where Ryan Ross writes... Only, only Ryan's, right? like, yes. because recent parts. kind of yeah. similar to uh, Pete Wentz style. Because yeah. I think a lot of Fall Out Boy songs is written by Pete Wentz, especially the old ones. Mm. And a lot of those old ones, I actually, like, got deep meaning under. There's one song... Uh, Okay, I know uh, G-I-N-A-S-F-S People said it's about um, Is that Ginsif? Yeah, okay They said it's a What is it, acronym? For gay is not a synonym for What's that? S? I can't remember So it's like There's a meaning behind the title Or something And then when it goes into the lyrics There's one part it says Trade baby blues for white eyed browns Sleep on your notions and walk through this house. So, like, trade baby blues for white-eyed browns. What do you think that means? Oh, white-eyed what? White-eyed browns. White-eyed white, white eyed browns. Oh. Yeah. That sounds awfully racist. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay you, can, you can take it that way. But uh, I like to I like to dabble. I like to look up online and, and like, see what other people think and then, like, develop my own. Yeah, there's like it. forums, right? Mm. Like, there's like genius, genius lyrics. It's more of you freaks. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a whole community online. Like genius lyrics has it where they break down each line and then like at well, the side there's an. No, but genius, I feel like genius, genius lyrics have like lost their credibility after true, they, they invite like really shitty like um, artists or what? Artists yeah, <laughs> like you know that that, that flossing artists? guy. I mean, I don't know if you guys I know. know. Yeah, he he made flossing. Yeah, okay, you, okay. You're obviously too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they invite these kind of nonsense people like they get popular from like I don't know Vine, Vine TikTok. Right. Like, mm. not a, to do what? To like break down their lyrics. Okay, see that's why they I don't like, like modern. Now, now songs come How out. How is like... it credible to do that? Nah, no, that's the thing. That's see, like... I feel like in the the modern songs, the modern artists are not as interesting as the ones in the past. You know, they actually it's a it's a tough game for them to 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 enter in the past. Right? Like it's a very hard game to be interesting. But mm. they don't care about that. What they care about is their 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 fame. Sorry. Fame. No. They actually <laughs> care about their content, yeah, the music, what you're it means. talking about the older, oh, the older, older So that's why a lot of the, like, say Fall Out Boy older songs, a lot of it is, like, so much deeper than mm. you think. And, um, I think the song, Nobody Puts a Baby in a Corner, there's this line, uh, drink down the gin and kerosene, come, come spin off bridges with me. Like, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's so silly, you know, sometimes the, the words they put side by side, is like, what the fuck does it even mean? But you listen to the whole song is to me it's about like an unforbid it's a like forbidden love thing. Like um imagine you're a guy with a friend and then this friend has a girl that you like, you know? It's, you have uh, a baby, right? No, it's yeah. it's about the lyrics. There's something inside there that I can't, I can't think at the top of my head, but it's very difficult. You guys should check it out. I follow my older songs. Um I think under the from under the cock tree is yeah, a good album to really good yeah to start like yeah, you know X X O shit man like uh oh be, back to uh, trade baby blues for white browns uh what people uh, uh they discuss about it and what they think is like trading baby blues for white browns is like trading something like a baby blue eye something feminine for white eyed browns like you know switching switching your preference for one one sex to another. Like because the song was talking about how uh Pete Wentz had a fling okay. with, yeah, had a small gay fling with uh the MCR guitar what was that? bassist oh, Mikey, Mikey, uh, Mikey Way. So they said like they had a thing that happened uh while they were oh, on tour. Remember, I sent you the number. <laughs> huh? No. <laughs> oh, they kissing or something? Yeah, 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 yeah fuck man. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they said like. They 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 theorize that it could be Pete Wentz trying to like come out very subtly about like you know he he liked the guy before like trading baby blues which is supposed to be a feminine <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just showed the fucking oh. photo of Pete K 
So, uh, trading baby blues for what everyone could be like trading preference from a girl to a guy. But I, the way the white I, eye brown? Mm, like brown eyes supposed to be more masculine, more firm, more. Oh, then, earth, then I think earthy. I'm a man. And baby, baby blue would be like, I don't know, more feminine, more soft, more ocean like. I don't know, man. Okay, but basically, for me, I interpret it differently. I feel like it, there's so much more to that line, you know, to trade baby blues for white eye browns. It could be, you know, to change a uh, preference not just for boy or girl. It could be, you know, opening a new chapter in your life or it could be... It's like kind of dream interpretation kind of shit. Uh. You know, you have this line. But Something that's what, relatable. Uh, mm, what does it mean underneath? Uh, you guys know the song Chindrawasi? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is the one kind of song that's like... There's a meaning under, you know? You, okay, like... the song is about a fucking bird. Or yeah, something, yeah, right? Yeah. That's so beautiful that uh, a, a, a normal crow. crow bird or something. There are a number of songs about birds. <laughs> and especially many uh, songs, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure some are inappropriate. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, like, but that Rossi. same group, I, I like another song. It's called uh, Karna Dilaila. And I think mm-hmm. they're talking about this particular girl that they uh, refer to like as Dilaila. Mm-hmm. And like the just the presence of this girl, um, like... She messes uh, shit up. Yeah, no messes shit up, but like, like she she possesses such a power like in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's how highly he looked until this oh, girl. That's, that's, that's interesting. interesting. Like, I mean, that's what the effect of females are. Well, oh, you can look at it as. as... <laughs> well, it's true. It's true. Okay, because uh, there was this uh thing that I heard just just now in Joe Rogan's podcast about mm. this lady that had uh, an abnormally high amount of testosterone in her blood. You don't even know your own yeah. hormone. No, I can't pronounce it in my tongue. Is. So, uh, this this high level of that hormone uh, comp- uh, for, a, for a lady. Mm. Then she, she shared that she realised that uh, even uh, a girl turned her on. Okay? Mm. And, and it's not even like the, the body or the boobs or the pussy or whatever. It's just like elbows or just a smell. And and then she was like, now and then it was a, the interesting part is this. She said now I understand why guys going through puberty can seem like freak because so it's something that is is you can't control. It's a elbow not enough for me, bro. I can go through puberty maybe, five times and like fuck elbows, like, man. Her I'm talking about the level is higher than yours. Huh? Maybe her testosterone level is higher than yours. I'm not saying to the point that she started like fucking rubbing herself off lah. <laughs> I'm just saying that it it, it creates. A certain feel in the that she's like a lady normally would just look oh that's just a guy's elbow you know like. no what a lady would feel is like dude yeah girl don't come near me. <laughs> yeah that's what I mean because you uh, like they don't understand that 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 hormone creates a certain feel inside oh that you 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 can't control it's something I control like, but we control with our conscience if you just leave it to your hormones and just your your instinct, right? Then you know you'll just be beast, lah. You know that's what I'm saying, lah. How do we get to hormones? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought about what sexuality. No, we all talking about. Oh, about the about how like the lyrics of this song that I like. Uh, really yeah, but yeah, that that the, the really. Uh, oh, but okay, back to Chandrawasi. It's like I think you can interpret it as uh, like starting from humble beginnings and. Looking up to something that you want but you cannot have. You know, it could be something like that. Oh, but I like how, like, they are very realistic, though. Because, mm. you know, okay, don't know if you all, like, watch Dikosh punya video. Mm. He talked about, like, um, he was going through some very cringy TikToks, uh, and most of it is about, like, guys who are... Think they're good-looking. Yeah, okay, and then I think he I saw was something like, on Twitter. He was saying, like, you know, girls are, like, very realistic now when it comes to them. Like, they know, like, oh, I'm a four. And then when I put on my card, I'm a, like, okay, like, a six. Like, they are very honest with how they know, like... Yes, they, I they, think they, a lot of that is very, like, pegro shit, right? You know, no, like, Okay, but this is, I mean, from, from experience, uh, like, he said, like... What's pegro? That's your aggressive. aggressive. Uh, I thought it's called pegro, but... But, like, he said about for guys, right, like... Guys who are just, like, average... They, they always think they're, like, fucking hot, you know, like... And... It's honestly the kind of guys that I met are really like that, you know. It's so gross, but like at least, full of themselves. Yeah, like they would think like, oh, I'm I'm a fucking ten. When honestly, bro, you you don't even pass like five or something. Like, <laughs> you're not even on the scale. Yeah, you're not even, okay, maybe that's true. <laughs> that's also the difference. I feel like males generally think that they are, you know, there, and then 
females tend to be more uh, conserva- conservative about how they, they no we are more realistic it. yeah realistic yeah. like we know we need makeup okay learn that shit you know but you all some of y'all need makeup <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it's back to the song thing maybe right? it's like, a I don't know man a, a developed kind of thing like shit you know, I will always face rejection. So instead of fucking facing rejection, I should like, you know, oversell myself or something. Yeah. It's a overcompensation of sorts, I guess. No, but it's just the natural way. volumes about you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a normal way. It's because me, I'm an observer. We, we face more rejection, I feel. You know, normally, like, because we want everything. Yeah. yeah. Females. But there's the thing, if we let that run our lives, then... Yeah, you can't fucking go anywhere. So to overcompensate for that, we just no, lie those, those pretty that. boys obviously didn't let... Let, let it stop them. <laughs> they let it overcome <laughs> them. <laughs> and they become one. Yeah. Some but like back to like the song thing, like at least that song for Chindrawati, I feel like they mm. are, that guy is very realistic. Like talking mm. about he put himself as like a crow and then like this girl is as pretty as this like, oh. like very, I don't what's a Chindrawati in English? Like this very... Oh, it's a kind of bird. Paradise. Uh, it's a name. Yeah. Right? Ah, yeah, yeah, of prayer, something. I don't know, something like that. But it's a really pretty. But ah, uh, and no, then no birds of prayer. No, <laughs> no. Because <laughs> you have to pray for then you go paradise. <laughs> 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 no, but at the end yeah. of the song, I remember how he said like, um, how how sad like he can just he can only afford to like admire this bird from afar because of like mm. he knows he's a crook that like, he would yeah. never. And you and you realize how that this. song was like. Years years ago. Yeah, right? it was like in the early two thousands, right? Mm, or maybe earlier. I don't know, man. But basically, yeah. like I feel like along the way, <laughs> the value of music. Okay, let's talk about rap music. And Abdullah yeah. and me are like the oldest people in the room. I do we like we don't understand half of what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> no, <you laughs> think about okay, <laughs> think about, so quiet. Think about rap music, uh, like a lot of it is. Uh, I don't know, maybe the older rap is talking about a uh, kind of reflection of the current. Uh, Situation, situation or like you know living in the hood that mm-hmm. kind of shit uh, oh, very yeah, interesting but, okay you know yeah. Tupac got this song Mama mm-hmm. it's basically a song about talking about how the mom raised him and the sister like a single mom raising her two kids yep. in that situation like that's, that's, that's what the song is about you know the rap like, I feel there's meaning in that kind of songs but rap a lot of people feel like it's just a bunch of mumbling jumbling of words now that about, like yeah. you know Okay lah, I feel like it's, it's, it's very strong to rhyme because it, it shows a kind of skill when you put your words together and it rhymes and something like that. But I think what we overlook is always like the message behind it. Or yeah. Sometimes the message is not even like between the lines. Sometimes the message is like blatantly out there. But people don't bother listening to lyrics anymore. We just go about like, oh, this funky bit. That's, that's I'm gonna, Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because that's the point of music. Music is supposed to be enjoyed. So it doesn't matter whether you listen to lyrics or whether you listen to the beat or whatever the fuck you want. But at the same time, like, I wonder if this is going to be a dying, uh, a fading art or not. The, 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 the bending of lyrics and words to, to, to form either a story. You know, like, the A-Team by Ed Sheeran. That one, that one paints a very unique story, I feel. So some songs, based on the lyrics, is painting a story. Some songs are, like, you know, hidden message in between from my perspective. So, like, there's hidden messages in between or there's a story out there. Sometimes, the story is not even blatantly out there. Like, the Fall Out Boy song I talked about, like, about this guy liking, uh, yeah, no, liking a girl who's uh, already, like, a friend's girl. Oh. And then, uh, so, the song does not say anything about girl or guy, I think. But, you can somehow interpret that, oh, okay, so this is what the song is going on about. So there's a story there as well, but at the same time, it's not blatant. So, so many combinations of, of, of like, words to, as in, so many combinations of stories or meanings or reflections about the world put into lyrics. But I think it's music, form of yeah, expression. correct, yeah. It's very poetic, I feel, sometimes. Is but, it, hmm. uh, like, I only manage to interpret songs when I reach like close to my um, late twenties, uh, mm. because a lot of things started to become relatable. Listen, mm. um, <clears throat> no, no, for me, going reaching my thing like around poly period, like seventeen to twenty, like then I start to actually like delve into. I think one of the first few artists that I listened to try understand the lyrics is definitely Arctic Monkeys, Fall Out Boy, and. Blink, surprisingly. Uh, yeah, Blink 182. And some of their songs is like really joke songs. Like really fucking ridiculous. But sometimes some of their songs are 
you know, you know, there's something behind it they want to say, but they don't say it outright. You know, I think men, men can be pussies sometimes, like in that sense that like we, we have something to say, but you know, we don't want to be ridiculous and say it outright. So we. No, I say generally it. artists. Yeah. I'm not just, I'm just most people. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, mean, I think I know, that's okay. Really, I think because I, I feel like. Relatable, yeah, it relates, it relates to me a lot. Sometimes, like, I would want to say something to you, but I don't want to be rude. So I put it nicely, you know? So that kind of that kind of concept. Yeah. 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 The, the thing is that, okay, like you like someone, right? Mm-hmm. And you know you you know lah to mm-hmm. the core lah, you cannot get this person. Okay. I mean you can't possibly go to that person and say, <laughs> Hey, I like you, you know, but I cannot. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 and that's why you're relatable. Yeah, yeah that's why. And, and I think the whole point of uh, music or any art form like, is every artist just wants to be heard. Expression. Mm. They want yeah. to be heard. And even comedy, it's like, oh, expression. Yeah. Just interesting. Every, every... I, I write things down and then... Um, he writes a lot of things down. I yeah, really? I fucking write a lot of things down. Try it out, man. Um, uh, spoken, sm- spoken wheel, I think. Spoken Spoken oh, yeah, bird, sorry. Spoken have... bird, uh, the Mary Lion, man. Uh, they have this. Uh, what is that? This uh, poetry night. Oh, yeah, okay. open my know. open my poetry, and there's also yeah. spoken word. Is it like some poetry there. thing? Some I I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, poets like to go there and uh, just try out their stuff and just you know get get heard. Uh. I think that's what every artist wants to do. Whether you're drawing or you're doing comedy or you're playing music, uh, they have a message to send and. Depends on who you are, you interpret it the way that you want. So yeah, that, uh, join us for. There has been uh, our segment on music, so uh, join us on our third we, part. Wait. Yeah. We can always revisit this kind of ideas. I yeah. think it's very interesting concept. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. so join us on the next part then. See you guys later.